but could I have all of you stand, just kind of get the blood flowing a little bit, and uh, want to have you fall asleep on me here. Um, we're going to be in uh, Luke chapter 1 and verse 67. I'm just going to go ahead and read this scripture, uh, starting in verse 67. It says, Then his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, Blessed is the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has visited and provided redemption for his people. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. Just as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets in ancient times, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of those who hate us. He has dealt mercifully with our ancestors and remembered his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our father Abraham, to grant that we, having been, uh, having been rescued from the hand of our enemies, would serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness in the presence all our days. And you, child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give his people knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. Because of our God's merciful compassion, the dawn from on high will visit us to shine on those who live in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. You can be seated. Maybe you remember a specific Christmas gift that you received when you were growing up that just kind of stood out. I can remember one time when I was in high school, uh, I'd asked for one thing and I got something so far beyond it, it literally blew my mind. Uh, I enjoyed that, but can I tell you something? The greatest gift that we could ever receive at Christmas time is Jesus Christ. And uh, God sent Jesus to this world, and through Jesus, we can find eternal life, salvation from sin. Uh, but Jesus also supplies what we need day in and day out in our lives. In this scripture today, uh, we're going to talk about some of the gifts that Jesus gives us as God's people, uh, and uh, we receive those through our faith in Him. Uh, this is actually a, a scripture and a prophecy given by Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist. He was a Jewish priest, and uh, after John's birth, uh, he is filled with the Holy Spirit, and he says these things, and a couple of these verses refer to his son John, but most of these verses actually refer to Jesus Christ, the one that John would come before to prepare for. And, uh, and so in these verses, we see these gifts that Jesus gives us. And so uh, if you don't know Jesus, I'm going to encourage you to trust him, uh, repent of your sin and trust him and receive him into your life so you can receive the blessings he has for you. And if you're a child of God, I'm going to encourage you to thank and praise God for the wonderful things he's done for us. And the title of my message is Jesus Christmas Gifts. So what gifts does Jesus give us? Well, the first thing I want you to see is he gives us his redemption payment. His redemption payment. If you look at verse 68, Blessed is the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has visited and provided redemption through his, for his people. Uh, how did he provide this redemption? Through Jesus. He sent Jesus to provide the redemption. What is redemption? Redemption is not having a good football play after you have a bad football play. Okay? 
That's the way our culture uses it. But actually, redemption in Scripture means the paying of a price, uh, the exerting of a strength to deliver. And so uh, Jesus indeed came to redeem us from sin. How did he pay the price that was necessary? Well, one way he paid the price was by living the perfect life you and I can't live. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm not perfect, right? Uh, all of us sin. The Bible says all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. Uh, there's none righteous, no, not one. But Jesus, as the God-man, is the only exception to that. Uh, the Bible says that he was tempted in every way just as we are yet without sin. So he lived a perfect life as a human being, and then he went to a cross. He went to a cross to pay the price for our sins because, you see, God is just. And because God is just, a penalty must be carried out for sin. And so Jesus bore what I deserve, what you deserve, on the cross in our place. He took the justice of God. He took the wrath of God upon himself, and he said, it is finished. It is paid in full. That's literally what they would put on the bottom of a note that was paid in full uh, when you pay that bill off. Uh, Jesus paid our redemption price. What's the significance of that? Well, if you have repented and put your trust in Jesus Christ, because Jesus paid the price, you can have eternal life. If you've trusted him, you do have eternal life. It begins the moment you trust him. Uh, it also means that God, through Jesus, opens the way for us to have fellowship with him, opens the way for us to have the experience of God himself living in our hearts uh, and to know the joy of his presence. Jesus paid it all. And that's what began at Christmas. God sent his son to pay that price. So his first Christmas gift is his redemption payment. So thank him and praise him if you know Jesus. And if you don't know Jesus, repent and trust him today. So Jesus' Christmas gifts, what gifts does he give us? He gives us the gifts of his redemption payment, of his powerful deliverance, of his powerful deliverance. In verse 69, he has raised up a horn of salvation for us. What is salvation? Deliverance. He has raised up a horn. What is a horn? A horn in Scripture symbolizes power. He has raised up a horn of salvation. This salvation is a powerful salvation. It's a mighty salvation. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. I heard somebody once say uh, that, that God could have used anybody to redeem mankind from sin. That is not true. There's no human being who could take what Jesus took at the cross. Jesus, as the God-man, bore my penalty. What is that? Uh, my penalty for all my sin in hell for all time, right? Because it's an eternal penalty. That's what the Bible teaches. But not just my eternal penalty, each one of your penalties and the penalties of the whole world for all time in a moment of time listen i'm gonna tell you something no human being could do that only jesus could do it that's the way reason jesus says i'm the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father but by me there is no hope for the human race outside of jesus christ 
But praise God, he paid the price at the cross, and he made a way. And because of that, we can have a powerful deliverance. I want to tell you something. Jesus can save you. You say, well, you don't know what I've done. You don't know my past. I don't have to know it. The Bible says the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. <laughs> Whatever your past is, it doesn't matter. If you repent and put your trust in Jesus Christ, this powerful redemption will cleanse your past and will clean the slate and give you a fresh start. And not just for today, but each day until Jesus comes. The Bible says his mercies are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. This powerful salvation not only uh, delivers us from the penalty of sin, it delivers us from the power of sin. Can I tell you something? Jesus came to change us and make us new to deliver us from the old lifestyle and help us become a new creation in Jesus Christ. All that is part of this salvation. And one day Jesus is going to come back in power and glory, and he's going to rapture his church, and the dead in Christ will rise first. We who are alive and remain will be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Who can raise that many dead people with a word? His name is Jesus Christ. It's a powerful Deliverance. Powerful deliverance. So Jesus' Christmas gifts, what are, what are the gifts he gives? He gives us the gifts of his redemption payment, his powerful deliverance, his fulfilled promises. His fulfilled promises. Now, Zechariah is a Jew, right? And God had made the, some promises to the Jewish people. One of those promises is found in verse 69. Uh, speaking of the house of his servant David. God made David a promise in 2 Samuel 7 that one of his descendants would sit upon the throne of Israel forever. An eternal king, an eternal Messiah would come. God also made a promise uh, to Abraham. If you look in verse 73, he speaks of the oath that he swore to our father Abraham. Surely I will bless you, Genesis 22. Surely I will multiply you. God made an oath to Abraham, and he said, through your seed, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. We stand here today, not in Israel, but in the United States of America. But I want to tell you something. It doesn't matter what country you're in. If Jesus gets a hold of your life, he'll change your life. The blessing that God brings is a blessing for the whole world. God fulfilled these promises, the promise of a Messiah uh, for Israel uh, and for the world, and the promise of a seed, that is a descendant, who, through whom all the nations of the earth would be blessed. God began to fulfill those promises that night in Bethlehem when that little child was born. What an amazing thing. So God's uh, and Jesus' Christmas gifts for us, what gifts are they? He gives the gifts of his redemption payment, of his powerful deliverance, his fulfilled promises, his enabled righteousness. Uh, the second part of verse 74 says this, uh, so that we would serve him, without fear, in holiness 
and righteousness. I mentioned this earlier, but the Bible says, If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Uh, Jesus told the religious leader named Nicodemus, he said, Nicodemus, uh, you must be born again. You must be born again. There needs to be a change within your heart. How does that change happen? It happens through Jesus. Jesus brings that change as we repent of our sin and put our trust in Jesus He changes us on the inside. He makes us a new creation. He gives us a new set of desires. He sends his Holy Spirit to live within us, to empower us for righteousness. And yes, though we do have a sin nature that battles against the new nature that we have, uh, we can have victory. Did you know as a child of God, you don't have to live in sin? You can choose to and be disciplined by God, but you don't have to live in sin. Uh, You can choose uh, to put your trust in the power of the Lord Jesus Christ to ask for the Holy Spirit to quicken your heart and and by faith walk in the obedience that God has set before you. And one day, what a glorious day it's going to be, Jesus is going to come back. And when he comes back, the Bible says that all of that sin nature will be done away. We'll have a glorified body uh, and never again will we struggle with sin. So enabled righteousness has come in measure now. Uh, How? Jesus changes our heart when we repent and trust in him. Uh, Jesus gives the Holy Spirit when we repent and trust in him to help us. But uh, ultimately, Jesus is going to take the old sin nature away. All this began on that holy night in Bethlehem when Jesus was born. His enabled righteousness. What gifts does Jesus give? He gives his redemption payment, his powerful deliverance, his fulfilled promises, his enabled righteousness, his merciful compassion. Look at verse 78. Because of our God's merciful compassion. This is a very strong phrase here. In other words, what does this mean? It means that God loves you. John 3.16 put it this way, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world. How did he love us? He loved us desperately. He loved us passionately. He loved us mercifully. And the idea that's found in this verse 78 is that idea of the very depths of the core of who we are being moved. You have a child, and you have have maybe seen that child suffer, and your heart is moved in you. You have maybe just a taste of what Jesus feels for you. How did Jesus express this merciful compassion? He left the throne of glory to clothe himself with flesh. To pay a price for sin. To struggle with the things that we struggle with. His compassion moved him. How did the Father show his compassion? He sent Jesus. Listen, I wouldn't send my son for you. I love you, but I wouldn't do that, okay? You wouldn't send your son for me, right? But Jesus 
was sent by the Father. Why? Because the Father's heart was moved with merciful compassion. Matter of fact, so moved with merciful compassion was he that Isaiah 53 tells us that it pleased him to crush him in our place. I don't understand that kind of love. I don't understand that kind of merciful compassion, but it is the truth of God's heart toward us. How did God show this? He showed it when that little baby was born that night in Bethlehem. So Jesus' Christmas gifts, his redemption payment, his powerful deliverance, his fulfilled promises, his enabled righteousness, his merciful compassion, his overcoming light. Verse 78 says, The dawn from on high will visit us to shine on those who live in darkness and the shadow of death. Zechariah, I believe here, is quoting Isaiah 9. He's saying, the Christ child has come. The one who is the wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. What does it say in Isaiah 9? It says the people who were walking in darkness have seen a great light. I'm going to tell you something. A great light began to shine when Jesus was born that night in Bethlehem. But I want to tell you, it's, still, it's a light that still shines in the hearts of those who trust in him. Sometimes I look at the darkness of this world and all the wickedness that we see around us, and I'm grieved, and I just long for Jesus to come. Have you ever been there? And I, I, I'm just grieved. But, but praise God. This wickedness is not all there is. God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to shine his light in this world, this dark world. God has shined a light, and his name is Jesus. I'm going to tell you something. You don't have to submit to the darkness. You can put your trust in Jesus, and you can stand, and you can have his light shine in your heart. I want to tell you something. God shined his light in my heart as an 11-year-old boy, and I've never gotten over it. He forgave my sin. He took the weight of guilt off my shoulders. He gave me his joy and his peace, and he set me on a path of purpose. The Lord Jesus Christ shined his light in me, and I've never been the same. <laughs> the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. It's so great, it's still shining after two millennia. <laughs> That's the light our Savior brings. His over coming light Jesus light did you know the darkness John tells us the darkness could not overcome him <laughs> isn't that wonderful listen I'm going to tell you something one day Jesus is going to set up his kingdom and he's going to deal with the darkness the darkness will be no more what a savior that began that night in Bethlehem what are Jesus Christmas gifts his redemption payment his powerful deliverance his fulfilled promises his enabled righteousness his merciful compassion his overcoming light his peaceful way verse 79 says he's coming to guide our feet into the way of peace he is the prince of peace right Jesus Came. He, he, says, he says, I came uh, not to condemn the world, but that the world through me might be saved. But he, he also tells us, he says, come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. 
not the preacher's yoke or somebody else's yoke. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Listen, if you'll seek Jesus, if you'll give your heart to him, he can lead you in the path of rest. He can bring peace with God. Did you know that even though the Bible says that God loves the world, God also hates sin. And sin stands as a barrier between us and God. But God made a way for men who are sinful to have fellowship with God who is holy and righteous. And that way is through Jesus. The Bible says in Romans 5, 1, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. In other words, the animosity, the opposition is gone. We've been reconciled through the blood of Jesus Christ so that we are no longer at odds with our Creator. We are reconciled to Him in peace. That's the message of the gospel, and that's what God came to do when He sent Jesus. He also gives us the peace of God. Uh, Scriptures teaches us that the fruit of the Spirit is peace, but also... We're told that if we take our burdens, our anxieties to God in prayer with thanksgiving, the peace of God that passes all understanding shall guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. How can I have peace in the midst of a chaotic world? I keep my eyes on Jesus and I'm trusting in Him. And as I bring my burdens to Him, as I cast my cares upon Him, uh, he takes the anxiety and the distress of my soul and he replaces it with his peace. Uh, and I'm able to have rest in the midst of trouble. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. It doesn't matter what your circumstances are. Jesus can bring peace to the soul. Um, so Jesus' Christmas gifts, what are they? His redemption payment, his powerful deliverance, his fulfilled promises, his enabled righteousness, his merciful compassion, his overcoming light, and his peaceful way. Can I tell you something? Jesus has given some gifts. And if you don't know him today, he wants you to give him the gift of your life. He wants you to surrender to him, to choose to turn from your sin in your own way to follow him, and to receive the gift of eternal life. Jesus paid for it. Uh, so salvation can be received as a gift through simple faith and repentance as we trust Jesus. Uh, if you'd like to do that this morning, I'm going to invite you to come and do that here in just a moment. We're going to have a, a time of invitation uh, and give you an opportunity to respond. Um, you can come forward. I can't think of a better thing to do at Christmas time than to give your life to Jesus Christ. So we'll give you an opportunity to do that. What I'll do if you, as you come up, uh, uh, I'll ask you a couple of questions and make sure uh, that kind of we're on the same page, and I'll help you with a prayer. Uh, you know, either to pray a phrase at a time if you want to do that, or you can pray in your own words. But I'd like to help you uh, go ahead and make that decision today so you can know Jesus Christ. And if you're here today as a Christian, uh, can I just encourage you to just say thank you to Jesus today? And, and as you celebrate this Christmas season, every day uh, that you celebrate it, thank God for the amazing work that God began when he sent that little baby in Bethlehem so many years ago. Uh, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, that 
Jesus Christ still changes lives today. He's not just a baby in a manger, but he is the risen, ascended Lord of the universe. Uh, and Lord, I thank you that uh, for any who come today willing to repent of their sin and put their trust in Jesus, that you'll give them new life. And Father, for those who are here today who are your children, Lord, help our hearts to be surrendered to you. Help us to uh, follow you wholeheartedly in our lives and to have a heart of worship as we remember what you've done. And uh, Father, just have your way in this time we're going to spend, and we pray it in Jesus' name.